The Jack Benny Program, presented by Lucky Strike. Smoke a Lucky to feel your level best. Smoke a Lucky to feel your level best. Your level best. That's how you'll feel when you light up a Lucky. Because Lucky's fine tobacco picks you up when you're low, calms you down when you're tense. It's important to you as a smoker to know that fine tobacco can do this for you. And every smoker knows. L-S-M-F-T. L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Mild, ripe, light tobacco. Remember, more independent tobacco experts, auctioneers, buyers, and warehousemen smoke Lucky Strike regularly than the next two leading brands combined. It's good to know that fine tobacco picks you up when you're low, calms you down when you're tense by putting you on the right level, the lucky level, to feel and do your level best. That's the lucky level. Smoke a lucky to feel your level best. Smoke a lucky to feel your level best. The next time you buy cigarettes, remember, Lucky's fine tobacco puts you on the right level, the lucky level, to feel your level best and do your level best. Smoke a lucky to feel your level best. Get on the lucky level where it's fun to be alive. Get a carton of Lucky's and get started today. The Lucky Strike Program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go out to Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills, where we find... Oh, there's something wrong. There's a crowd gathered on the corner near Jack's house. Stand aside, folks. Here comes the ambulance. Stand back. Let the doctor through. Let the doctor through. Honestly, officer, it wasn't my fault. He jumped right in front of my truck. Jumped in front of your truck? He must be desperate. Oh. Uh, he's coming too, officer. I think you can question him now. Mister, mister, why did you jump in front of the truck? Today, I have to give Monsieur Benny a violin lesson. <laughs> all right, officer. The truck missed him completely, and he isn't even scratched. Perhaps I will have better luck next time. <laughs> all right, break it up, everybody. Break it up. Mr. Benny's house is right up the street. I know, officer. I know. Well, Professor LeBlanc, come right in. Professor, you're five minutes late. Uh, what detained you? There was an accident on the corner. Another one? Oh, it's getting awful out there. You know, on Wilshire Boulevard, you can't step off the curb without getting hit. Well? <laughs> Wilshire, Wilshire Boulevard. Professor, why are you writing it down? Nothing, nothing. Oh. Come, Mr. Benny. Let us commence with the lesson. All right. Just a minute. I'll get my violin. Hmm. That's funny. My violin isn't here. It's always been here. Yeah, I wonder if... Say, I'll bet... Oh, Rochester! Yes, boy! <laughs> Where is my violin? I wish it was on a slow boat to China! <laughs> Now stop that. Oh, here it is. 
Come on, uh, you can give me my lesson in the den, Professor. Oui, monsieur. Say, Professor, I've been thinking, you charge me $2 for giving me one lesson a week. How much would you charge to come over here twice a week? $8,000. Oh. Well, here we are. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just tune up my violin and we can, uh, we can get started. Just, just a second there. Yeah. Today we will dispense with the exercises and start with the new piece I gave you last week. Oh, yes, yes. I've been working hard on that one, you know. Good, good. Commence. All right. <clears throat> You must slide up the string with your little finger. Da, da, da. No, right. Now you try it. All right. Too high, huh? Yes, take your finger out of your nose. <laughs> huh? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Now, please, Monsieur Benny, let us go back from the beginning. Mm. Remember, this is a minuet. Think of crinoline, hoop skirts, powdered wigs. When you were a boy. <laughs> Professor, that remark was entirely uncalled for, and I don't appreciate those personal insults. I am sorry, Monsieur. You can deduct 15 cents from the lesson. Thank you. <laughs> Let us proceed, please. Yes, sir. The same thing over again? We. Oui. Oh, hello, Miss Livingston. Come on in. Is Mr. Benny here? Yes, ma'am. He's in the den taking a violin lesson. It sounds like a cat giving up his ninth life. Oh. <laughs> Rochester, we shouldn't tease Mr. Benny about his violin. He plays beautifully. He does? <laughs> yes. Mr. Benny has the tonal quality of Isaac Stern, the bowing touch of Fritz Chrysler, and his fingers have the dexterity of a Heifetz. Miss Livingston, do you really believe that? No, but Mr. Benny is playing at the opening of a Turkish bath tomorrow, and that's how they're advertising him. A Turkish bath? Yes, their slogan is, get rid of your fat while Benny passes the hat. Oh, I see. Rochester, I'm all through with my... Oh, hello, Mary. I've been taking my violin lesson. Uh, where's your teacher? Uh, Professor LeBlanc? He's such an emotional fellow. He, he jumped out of the window. <laughs> jumped out of the window? Yeah. I forgot to ask you for my money. Oh. oh, well, come right in, Professor, and I'll, uh... Hey, wait a minute, Mary. Isn't that Don Wilson sitting out in the car? Yes, Don drove me over. Well, why doesn't he come in? Well, after the way you argued with him at my Thanksgiving party, he won't talk to you. Won't talk to me? And I don't blame him. You owe him an apology, and I'm going to make him come in. Don! Oh, Don, come on in! 
in. Well, okay, but I won't talk to Jack. Hmm. What a stubborn guy. He won't talk to me, I won't talk to him. That's all I'm going Come on in, Don. Mary, you can tell Jack I came in for you, not for him. Jack, Don says he came in for me, not for you. Well, you can tell Don that just because I made a mistake last week, he doesn't have to pout over it. Don, Jack says just because he made a mistake last week, you don't have to pout over it. Well, you can tell Mr. Benny that if he knew more about history, he'd know the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock, not Cape Cod. <laughs> Mr. Benny, Don says that if you knew more about history, you'd know that the pilgrims landed... Oh, at... yeah? Well, you can tell Mr. Wilson that if he doesn't shut up, you'll punch him right in the nose. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Wilson, Mr. Benny said that if you don't shut up, I'll punch you... What? <laughs> Wait a minute, Jack. If you're so mad at him, why don't you punch him in the nose? With fingers that have the dexterity of a hyphet? Are you crazy? <laughs> and you can tell Don... You can tell him yourself. Tell Don, tell Jack, tell Jack, tell Don. I feel like a carrier pigeon that was caught in a badminton game. <laughs> hmm. Now, Jack, you admitted you were wrong for arguing with Don, and I think you owe him an apology. Well... All right. Don. Doncy boy. I'm sorry. Well? Don, I'm really sorry, and I, I beg your forgiveness. Well, Jack, only a man of your generosity, your sense of fair play is big enough to admit that he's made a mistake. I, I accept your apology. Well, thank you, Don. And now that you're here, did you bring the quartet along with you? Oh, no, Jack, I'm sorry. You see, I was so angry with you, I didn't let the boys prepare a commercial for this week's program. Well, that's all right, Don. Gee, you're so clever. I mean, you can do a commercial all by yourself. But, Jack, just one voice? It wouldn't have any color. One voice? What are you talking Why, you're a man of many voices, many moods. I am? Why, certainly. You could do it, Don. Look at it. Do it, let's say, uh, the commercial... Well, well, do it first like Charles Boyer. Boyer? Sure. Go ahead, Don. Try it. Okay. Uh... That's it, that's it, Don Come with me to the Cavs bar Your lips look so beautiful Holding that Lucky Strike cigarette <laughs> how, uh, how is that, Mary? He sounds like Boye and looks like the Cavs bar <laughs> Mary, please Now, Don, after you give them Boye You can switch right into Lionel Barrymore Lionel Barrymore, why well, can't do that? Sure you can, Don. <laughs> Try it. Okay. Lionel Barrymore. Certainly. Gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> I have come here today to plead my case for this package of Lucky Strikes. <laughs> and you can see for yourself that they're made of that fine, that light, that naturally mild. Snort again, tobacco. snort again. <laughs> Of the jury, light up a lucky and see for yourself. Snort again. <laughs> that's it. That, that's wonderful, Don. That's wonderful. And Don, <coughs> to show you how sorry I am that I argued with you last week, I want you to stay here and have dinner with me tonight. Oh, okay, Jack. What are we going to have? I don't know. Rochester, what are we going to have for dinner? Turkey hash. Turkey hash. Thanksgiving is gone, but the memory lingers on. <laughs> Never mind that. Rochester, take three steaks out of the freezer. Mary's going to say two. And by the way, Rochester, were there any phone calls while I was taking my, my lesson? No, sir. 
Gee, that's funny. She's supposed to let me know if our date is okay for tomorrow. She? Who's she? I'm not telling. But she's really something special. And Mary, when I take her out tomorrow, I'm going to have my car washed and polished and everything. Do you think she'll do it? <laughs> oh, stop. Monsieur Benny, I would like to go. Please pay me for the lesson. Oh, yes. Yes, Professor. I I'm sorry. I'll go get her right... Oh, that must be the girl now. I mean, the call I'm expecting. Hello? Well, I know you love me, Jackson, but control it, lover. Control it. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, Phil. I was expecting a call from a girl. I've got a date. You know? Oh, no. No. No, no, no. Not you, Jackson. Not you. Phil, what's so surprising about my having a date? I can give you plenty of reasons. A, it costs money. B, no gal will ride in that jalopy of yours. C, you can't dance. D, you're too old and, um, and, um... Oh, so you ran out of reason. No, I just don't know the rest of the alphabet. <laughs> that I can believe. And just because I have a date with a girl, Phil, you don't have to make such a big thing out of it. Well, I'm just surprised, Jackson. Why? You never have no dates till spring when your blood starts to circulate. <laughs> Look, Phil, I don't want to tie up the phone. What did you call about? Oh, look, I just wanted to let you know I'll be out of town for a few days. I'm going on a hunting trip up in the High Sierras. Oh, the High Sierras, eh? Are you going to hunt bear? Well, we might have... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, hey. What? Hey, wait a minute, Jackson. What? Uh, ask me that again. <laughs> I said, are you going to hunt bear? No, I'm going to be dressed to kill. <laughs> Jackson, sometimes I wish I was Alice so I could be married to me. <laughs> look, uh, golden boy. Look, when are you starting on the hunting trip? Right away, Jackson. The dogs are in the car now. Two retrievers. Oh, retrievers? Yeah, they sure are smart the way they're trained to bring things back. They're my favorite dogs. Retrievers? I thought your favorite dog would be a St. Bernard. What's so wonderful about a St. Bernard, a great big dog like that carrying a lousy half pint? <laughs> well, look, Phil, go on, have a good time, and call me when you get back. So long. So long. Good health to all uh, from a Rexall. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. When is Phil going hunting, Jack? Right away. Gee, I bet he has a good time, too. Mr. Benny... Please, do not keep me waiting like you always do. Oh, yes, yes, Professor, your money. I I'll get it for you. Say, boss, this letter just came from England, and it looks very important. On the envelope, it says from Princess Elizabeth. Oh, my goodness, Princess Elizabeth. Here, read me, letter. I mean, let me read it. I'm... Gee, I'm so... You read it to me, Rochester, will you? Okay. It says, Dear Mr. Benny, I want to thank you for your kind offer, but regret to inform you that we've already signed up for a diaper service. <laughs> Yeah, I cabled them the, my offer the day the little prince was born, you know. Jack, I knew you took in laundry, but when did you start a diaper service? When I grew up and found I was stuck with two dozen of them. <laughs> uh, rather than waste them, I... Mr. Benny. Oh, all right, Professor, I'll get you your... Hey, wait a minute, Professor. You have a baby. How would you like... I don't want diapers. I want money. <laughs> oh. 
Well, wait here, Professor. I'll go and get it for you. Whoops. I better answer the door. But, monsieur... I'll be right back. <laughs> cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame. Hello, Dennis. Take up the echoes cheering her name. Hello, Dennis. Send the volley. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, Dennis. How come you're still waving that football pennant? Oh, I just got back from the USC Notre Dame game. But, Dennis, that game was yesterday. I know, and after it was over, I went down to congratulate some of the USC players, and before I knew it, it was, I was on a bus headed for the campus with the team. Well, that's silly. Why didn't you get off the bus? Notre Dame couldn't get through their line. How could I? <laughs> Did you enjoy the game, Dennis? Oh, it was wonderful, but I was so confused. What do you mean, confused? Well, I'm Irish, so I felt loyal to Notre Dame, and then again, I live in California, so I felt loyal to USC. Gee, that's right. Well, who'd you cheer for? Dewey, he feels awful. <laughs> What? I'll take him now, Jack. Don and I flipped a coin and I lost. Well, that's sporting of you two. Did you have good seats at the game, Dennis? I sat on the 50-yard line. It was awful. Why? I got chalk all over my pants. <laughs> I'll take him now, Mary. Lucky Don won again. Dennis, why in the world would they let you sit on the playing field? Well, years ago, Coach Jeff Cravat and my mother used to go together. Oh, were they sweethearts? No, they both played in the line at USC. <laughs> hmm. Heads. Tell me, Dennis. Oh, you lost this time, huh, Don? Yes, yes. Tell me, Dennis, uh, did your mother really play football? Yeah, she says I was her only fumble. <laughs> I'll take heads again. Tell me, Monsieur Dennis. <laughs> I do not understand these things, but why would they let a woman play football? Oh, they couldn't tell the difference. She had a crew haircut. Well, that does it. Look, Dennis, you came over here to let me hear the song you're going to do on the program. Now, for heaven's sake, sing it. Oh, you're just mad because my mother was all American. I am not mad. I am. I want my money. In a minute. I just want to hear this song. Go ahead, Dennis, will you? Let's Oh 
Well, I, I like that song, Dennis. It'll be fine on the program. Michel Benny. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, oh, by the way, Professor LeBlanc, in case you haven't ordered your Christmas cards yet... I do not want Christmas cards. I do not want diapers. I do not want my pants pressed. I'm hungry. I want money. Uh, hungry? Well... No more turkey hash! Money! heaven's sake, Jack. Why don't you go down to your vault and get him his money? All right, Mary. Professor, uh, I'll go down to my vault and I'll get your money right now. You can wait right here for me. Don't you? Gee, I mustn't forget to listen to Don Amici on the new Lucky Strike program tomorrow. there. Hair of gold, eyes of blue. <laughs> oh, it's you, Mr. Benny. Yes. Hello, Ed. Long time no see. Uh, how, uh, how are you feeling? Fine. Say, Mr. Benny, how are things on the outside? <laughs> very, very exciting, Ed. Very exciting. We just had a presidential election and Harry Truman was elected. He carried 34 states. Gee, 34 states. Who carried the other two? <laughs> no, 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 Ed. We have 48 now. You see, we took in Arizona, you know, and... Um... Oh, what's, what's the matter, Ed? You left the door open. The light's killing me. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Now, let's see. I... I just need a little money. Excuse me, Ed, while I work the combination on the safe. Shall I, uh, sew my eyelids together? <laughs> no. No, Ed, it, it isn't necessary, really. It, just turn around, that's all. Now, let's see. The, uh, the combination is right to 45, left to 60, back to 15... Then left to Did the alarm sound a little weaker than, uh... <laughs> it sound a little weaker than usual? Uh, I'll tell you in a minute, I'm counting the dead gophers. <laughs> oh. By the way, Mr. Benny, did you open your vault yesterday? No, no, Ed, that was an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's see, what do I owe the professor... Two dollars for the lesson. 
less 15 cents for insulting me. <laughs> that's a dollar 85 there. Well, that takes care of that. So long, Ed. Goodbye, Mr. Bunny. Drop me a postcard now and then. I will. Well, here's your money, Professor. Oh, thank you, Monsieur Bunny. La 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 la. Gee, the French people are so emotional. Well, come on, Don. Would you and Mary like a cocktail before dinner? Oh, now, look, Jack, you don't have to go to all this trouble just for me. I, you apologized, and that's all that was necessary. Well, Don, if Jack wants to invite you to dinner, you ought to stay. Certainly. We'll have three big steaks and all the trimmings. Well, thanks, Jack. After all, Don, last week I had a big argument with you, and it was my fault. You were right, and I was too stubborn to admit it. And, as Rudyard Kipling once said, you have suffered the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. So I intend to make it up to you. Jack. I intend to make it up to you. Jack. Huh? Kipling didn't say that. It was Shakespeare. No, no, Don. See, I was reading it just last night, and Kipling... Jack, I happen to be quite a student of Shakespeare, and I say you're wrong. Don. <laughs> Don. Little Lord Fatleroy. <laughs> I say it was Kipling. And I say it was Shakespeare. Kipling. Shakespeare. Don, I can't understand you. I apologized to you for last week. I asked you to stay to dinner. And you start another argument. But I didn't start an argument. I'm only telling you you're wrong. And you're too hard-headed to admit it. What? <laughs> Wilson, I'll thank you to leave my house and never darken my doorstep again. All right, I'll go. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hmm. I never saw a guy like Don Wilson always arguing, even when he's wrong. But he wasn't wrong, Jack. You were wrong. Shakespeare did say that, not Kipling. I say it was Kipling. Well, I'm not going to stay here and get the argument with you either. You're too stubborn. Goodbye. <laughs> How do you like that? Boss, dinner is served. Hmm, dinner is served. What are we going to do with the other two steaks? I only cook one. What? The minute you said Kipling, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> oh, well, I'll come as soon as I put my violin away. Jack, we'll be back in just a moment, but first... Smoke a Lucky to feel your level best. Smoke a Lucky to feel your level best. You see, Lucky's fine tobacco picks you up when you're low, calms you down when you're tense. It's good to know that fine tobacco can do this for you. And that's why it's so important that you select and smoke the cigarette of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. For as every smoker knows, LSMFT, LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. No wonder Lucky Strike is the overwhelming favorite of tobacco experts. For more independent auctioneers, buyers, and warehousemen, smoke Lucky's regularly than the next two leading brands combined. So, smoke a Lucky to feel your level best. Get on the right level, the Lucky level. 
where there's real joy in living, where it's fun to be alive. The lucky level where you feel your best and do your best. Smoke a lucky to feel your level best. Smoke a lucky to feel your level best. Get on the lucky level where it's fun to be alive. Get a carton of luckies and get started today. Boss, well, what are you looking for? I'm looking for that book I was reading last night, that book of Kipling. The book you were reading last night? Well, that was Shakespeare. But on the cover, it said Kipling. That's the man you borrowed it from, Sam Kipling. <laughs> oh, yes. Don, and now I'll have to apologize to Don Wilson again. Well, I'll give him a steak and he'll be happy. That's all. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.